One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When a coworker gets on your nerves and keeps calling you out, it gets really easy to give them some great malicious compliance. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, brother puts things in my seat, so I put my stuff in his. So, this malicious compliance is mixed with petty revenge, but my brother, 11-year-old male, sits to my 13-year-old female left in our parents' cars, and would constantly leave his soccer bag, water bottles, wrappers, etc. in my seat if I wasn't there. I would continuously ask him not to, and he would ignore me or tell me to move them if they were in my seat. So I could have just moved them to the floor or taken them out of the car, but instead, I would put them in his seat even if he was about to get in the car. Sometimes I would just put him on his lap if he was already sitting there. We could have resolved this issue, but instead we continued to place items in the other person's seat. This has been going on for over two years and probably won't stop soon. Honestly, to me, it sounds pretty par for the course as far as siblings go. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? Our next story is, where are the spoons? Work in a kitchen, fairly decent people actually. I'm doing the wash up, and that includes the cutlery from the front of house, and the different shaped spoon the chefs use for things like tasting a sauce, forming the little oval-shaped bits of parfait or ice cream, etc. They have a different shaped handle so they can be differentiated from the front of house cutlery, but end up in the same place to be washed. I'm told to not waste time sorting the cutlery. Yes, chef! All of it goes to be polished by the front of house staff. Couple days later, the same chef says, Where are all of our spoons? I said, Dunno, chef. You told me not to sort them. The chef's about to go off when the head chef stops her. You told them, me, to not sort. They didn't. Your problem to solve. They were in the sideboard the front of house uses. Thank God the person on top has some common sense here. Our next story is last minute assignment? Sure. I'm a university student and I don't think I've ever had a moment in my entire career that I felt like a nanny to the professor. This class is all about learning how to write for different types of media, like TV, film, radio, etc. Professor is fairly new to the teaching gig, so I was willing to be lenient regarding how she was teaching the class. As per usual, we had a textbook for the class that we seldom used. I was collecting more assignments than I was needing to open it. If I remember correctly, we only really had like two or three assignments from the book itself, so it was effectively useless to even have it, but we're having a good time with this class. But if there's one thing this professor is bad at, it's organization. She kept changing the syllabus of the class as we went, and sometimes even fully disregarded the changes she made. Sometimes, she wouldn't even have in writing the changes she made, you just had to be in the class. This is fine, I guess. Her overall feedback towards my work was beneficial, so I didn't mind the other things that I could have done without. We meet for the last time, and she wanted hard copies of the final draft of our scripts. Would have been nice to know since I wasn't in class the second to last day due to sickness. I email it, she accepts it, we're all good. She tells us when our final was and sends us on our way. Last Monday was the first day of finals week and she decides to let us know then that we, the entire darn class, were missing assignments. I look online in the gradebook 
and I see a brand new assignment that hadn't been there a few nights prior? I told her exactly what she'd told us in class back in extremely early October, that we didn't need to do that assignment because we'd been doing the same kind of assignment for our screenplays. She kept insisting that, no, we had to do this assignment and that she'd scrapped two others that we didn't have time for or was a copy of this one. I looked up those two assignments and saw that I had a grade for it. I told her that we did that assignment, but she had told us to skip the one we were supposedly missing. She returned and doubled down that we were to do the treatment assignment, which was for our favorite reality TV show, and I don't watch any, and not the other two. I took a picture of the assignment in my textbook, as well as my gradebook, and explained that she had us do the supposed cancelled assignment, but for 5 pages instead of 15. She didn't respond to that email. I still haven't gotten a response for that email. But that made me say whatever and do the TV show treatment assignment she wanted. But I decided I didn't want to do it seriously and picked out a random episode of Total Drama Island on Netflix. Wrote out the treatment and turned it in. She gave me full marks but never responded to my last email. I gave a scathing course evaluation response. Total Drama Island is an animated TV series that makes fun of reality shows. It itself is not a reality show. Has this professor just like managed to stumble into success? Like how are they at this point where they're teaching this class? This next story is, here's my blanket restroom notice. Many, many years ago, I did tech support for MSN and web TV in an MSI WorldCom building. First, a little background. I worked a 4x10 shift noon to 11 p.m. The restrooms weren't centrally located and it was literally 2 minutes and 17 seconds walk. Yes, I actually timed it. So if I would only wash my hands, it would send a flag up. If you weren't logged in for more than 5 minutes, it alerted a supervisor. I'm sure you already see where this is going. My lunch slash dinner break was about 6 and then around 8.30 p.m. I'd have to drop the kids off at the pool. So eventually my performance review comes up and stellar remarks across the board. However, they noticed that like clockwork, I'm away from my desk for 11 to 14 minutes. I shared how much time it took to walk round trip from my desk and that it would be impossible to conduct any business properly without running afoul of the five minute limit. Then they actually asked if I could just wait until my shift was over. After laughing before realizing that they weren't joking, I also very politely and delicately reminded them on how human biology works. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. 
I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. The FIFO principle, and that it would not be reasonable to expect me to wait until almost midnight. Then they said they understood, but would I please let them know when I'll be away from my desk? I said, sure, no problem. So, whilst sitting there, I wrote out a note. Every day at 8.30, I'll be relieving myself in the lavatories, and we'll be back at my desk within 15 minutes. I handed it in and said, here's my blanket notice, any questions? They were pissed and accepted it, but never hassled me about the bathroom again. I actually was a great tech and I think that's why they didn't can me on the spot for my smart buttedness. A few months later, I quit and moved to Virginia. I certainly would love to see them try to enforce preventing somebody from using the restroom. It's not like OP was going three or four times a shift either. This next story is, take me to my job. I don't care if the car has no gas. This happened a few weeks ago. I'd been with my boyfriend for almost a year. He's a sweet guy with a big heart who loves me a lot. The thing is, he has an abusive narcissistic mom who thinks she can do no wrong and everything bad in her life is somehow my boyfriend's fault. The thing is, is that she's also very stupid and constantly forces my boyfriend to do things that goes against a regular person's common sense that instantly backfires. My boyfriend, if he wanted, could write a post in the sub every week, but he doesn't know how to write in English, so here I am. I was spending the weekend at his house like I usually do. His mom's health these last months have been terrible because a bug bit her in the leg. She didn't receive instant medical care because she was more focused on her work than her well-being, and the bite ended up rotting a hole into the flesh. So now she has to be forced to take proper medical care. The woman is so incompetent that she's a danger to herself. Anyway, their car's been broken for many months, but my boyfriend finally managed to make it work again. I know nothing about cars, but this is a Ford Fiesta from I think 2010 or older. His mom can't drive, so as soon as the car was working again, she started to use my boyfriend as her personal taxi, just as we expected. She wants him to drive her to work at 5am and sometimes also wants him to drive her back home which is a pain because her workplace is far away in the middle of our city. But if he refuses, she throws a childish tantrum until he says okay. She literally gets away with anything by throwing tantrums, even for stupid things. Once, she was angered because boyfriend forgot to clean a small corner after he left the entire house perfectly clean. Back to the story, Friday in the afternoon, he picked me up at my workplace and we got to his house. We took a highway when the car started to lose some power until it shut down itself. We ran out of gas. He was angry because every time his mom made him waste so much gas that week. He tried to turn it on and after some trying he did it. Every few hundred meters the car would shut down again. 
and we had to turn it on. We barely managed to get to the house and we had to call someone to give us two liters of gasoline that I paid for in cash so we could arrive. His mom came back at 8pm and we told her how we ran out of gas. The next morning we were sleeping together when she aggressively knocks at the door at 5am to wake my boyfriend up, this is usual. After we got out of the room, she told him to drive her to work. I was buried in bedsheets and then heard the loud tantrum outside after my boyfriend told her that the car had no gas. She was screaming for about 10 to 15 minutes. Yes, the car will make it. Crap, son, can I ask you for a freaking favor without you being ungrateful? Why can't you take me to work? What an inconsiderate son I have. You want to make me walk with this leg? You'll see that the car still has enough gas to get there. My boyfriend went into the room, took the keys, shoes, and jacket, and stormed out. I didn't get out of bed. He was back in like half an hour. He told me that after the car shut down the first time while going uphill, she went quiet. The car shut down three more times and she said nothing, maybe realizing that no, the car won't make it. They only managed to get to a bus stop where she could take a bus directly to her work, left her there, and came back. The thing is, is that this woman never learns from her mistakes because somehow it's always someone else's fault. But at least she might feel quietly ashamed this time. And don't worry, my boyfriend and I have an exit plan so we can cut contact with her. We both have had enough. This lady sounds awful, but I think it goes without saying that they are treating that car terribly. That thing won't last long if they keep letting it run dry like that. Our next story is, I took a co-worker's parking spot after they complained I was arriving late. My commute to work got progressively longer and unpredictable over the past year due to four bridge closures occurring within months or weeks of each other. No date has been given for their reopening, so for the time being, short of heading off for work an hour or two ahead of time, you risk arriving a minute to five minutes late once or twice a week. Everyone has been impacted by the traffic in one way or another, which I mentioned because there was no way someone could feign ignorance. One coworker, though, didn't care about legitimate reasons for my being slightly late to work every now and then, and complained so adamantly behind my back about it that my immediate supervisor reluctantly wrote me up. I knew it had to be that one coworker because they would get noticeably irritated whenever traffic conditions were brought up. They would leave the room, loudly interrupt with unimportant questions or comments or roll their eyes. They were also known for complaining about every little thing. At one point, having played a big role in not having a seasonal employee rehired the following year. Despite that coworker, I love my job. So I started leaving for work an hour and a half earlier than before. My arrival time is now anywhere from 15 to 45 minutes before my shift starts. And that's when I noticed the annoying coworker always arrives about 10 minutes early and always has a very convenient street parking space available. I used to park on a different side of our building before traffic got bad and had never noticed that they'd unofficially claim that public parking spot as theirs. Most of the time I'm at work early enough to get my pick of any spot in our always crowded employee parking lot but no parking spot other than theirs makes up for having to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. That coworker can't complain about my being late now. They know better than anyone I'm at work way before I have to. I've mentioned my arrival time to other coworkers with them in earshot, so they know I'm parking there out of spite. 
I've also gone as far as parking right in the middle of a space large enough to accommodate their car and mine. I have no idea if they've complained to our supervisor about it or not, but I really want them to have been stupid enough to complain about my taking their public parking spot away. Our next story is tiny malicious compliance, no customer orders completed, working as a seamstress, mostly putting group and school patches on uniforms, coming up to the end of the workday, about 20 minutes left, there were two orders left in my queue. The first had four patches, the second only two patches. I had the time to do the smaller order and it would be shipped today. I started working on it. Was I given the right number of patches, the right size uniforms as listed on the order, put the order information on my job list for the day, etc. But my supervisor insisted that I start on the larger order because it had been placed first. I've learned to not try to explain my reasoning, so I returned the smaller order to the queue, got the larger one, and started checking it, changing the thread colors on my sewing machine, etc. Got one of the four patches sewed on before time to leave. Malicious compliance and fallout, I did what the supervisor said to do, knowing that both remaining orders would be delayed. Now shipping tomorrow. This is only the most recent instance of the supervisor not making sense or thinking things through. In a way, I almost appreciate that they want to get it done in the order it came in, but sometimes it really does just make sense to get what you can done. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.